0: the adventure jogger a podcast about trail and ultra running meet fascinating runners from the front middle and back of the pack sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running running should be fun and so should running podcasts I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Imagine an adventure jog across an entire state. Cole Crosby did just that. He ran across the state of New Jersey, 197 miles in 44 hours and 42 minutes. He ran from High Point State Park to Cape May, and Cole Crosby is my guest on this Adventure Jogger episode. Cole, welcome!
1: Thank you for having me, Ryan. This is the greatest honor ever <laughs> on the East Coast. <laughs> I,
0: I, that's, that's giving me a lot of pressure.
1: Greatest honor ever. I'll take it.
0: Cole, before we get into this absolutely epic adventure jog across an entire state... What give us kind of the Cole Crosby running story? We all discover this sport in kind of different ways, whether to lose weight or, or to battle addiction. Some people find the sport because they lost a bet and had to join the cross country team. But what is the the Cole Crosby running story?
1: I like to think that I was uh, destined for uh, the NBA or the MLB or the NFL but I never hit a growth spurt. Um, I wasn't the best at hitting baseballs, and uh, I just was uh, too skinny and lanky of a guy to really make an impact in football. So I uh, was pretty good at running for a long time, even in those sports, and that's kind of where running came about. I, uh, you know, did well in the gym class, mile in sixth grade, and lo and behold, the uh, gym teacher um, is also the cross-country coach and was like, hey, Cole, you should... uh, Come on out and uh, join the cross country team, and I'm like, what? Like, you mean like we run through fields and stuff? Like, is that what cross country is? Like, like I thought it was orienteering, to be honest. And uh, the rest is history. The rest is history.
0: Cole, you're like, do I get a compass?
1: Yeah, do I get a map? Do I get like Halloween candy if I uh, like? get to the finish line or something like there has to be something for me
0: <laughs> get, get some halloween candy at the finish line so you you start in the cross country and did you see success right away or was it something that took you a while to kind of get the hang of
1: um i was i was decent i i, I feel like my my whole life i've been knocking on the door i've been very good but i haven't been good enough right
2: like
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um and that's been the chatter that i've i've kind of encountered my whole entire life it's been hey you you won this race but there's another guy that's way better than you that you're racing next week who's gonna probably give you a Mm smackdown um and that's one of the humbling things about running is like you uh if you put in the work like you're gonna get better and uh yeah like i mean that's where the fire was lit under me was i was like like is this guy better than me, like I could, I could be as good as him or better than him. I just got to put in the work. I just got to be smart, you know? And, um, that's been my mentality ever since.
0: What was your breakthrough moment, Cole? Can you look back at a moment when you're like, okay, I was always just almost there. And at some point you cross over into, Oh shit, I'm there. I'm good at this.
1: Well, I New Jersey was a pretty good way to cross into it. I'd say, um, <laughs> I mean, I've had glimpses of, of success um, all throughout from middle school, high school, college, post-college. I mean, you know, like my debut marathon, I played second running. I think I ran like 237. But so wow. I didn't win the thing. I, I played second, right? <laughs> and uh, that's kind of been the, my MO for forever. You know, I've, I've been chasing podiums and I've been very close. I've been on some podiums, but I haven't been in the number one spot, and uh, you know uh, that's still it's still left me hungry. I still want more. I need more, need more white claw in my life to get me through.
0: <laughs> it's, it's all the claw, Cole. If you just drink enough white claw, you'll be good to go. Uh, did you did you stay with running after high school, Cole, or did it was it something that kind of disappeared for a while and then you discovered it again?
1: No, that's the thing is I've been I've pretty much have stayed running my whole entire life. Um, ever since pretty much sixth grade. Um, you know, I, I walked on at the University of Oklahoma, um, ran with them for a little bit, got my butt handed to me. I think the, the program there really taught me a lot about hard work, and, and you know, we had a, a very good coach. And um, I, wasn't any, I wasn't like a guy that was competing really much on the team. I mean, I was running unattached a lot. Um, I was a guy that showed up to practice. I was just, um, just hustling, you know, trying to keep his spot. And uh, I think that gave, gave me this kind of blue collar mentality to um, just really put in the work.
0: Did you have a moment when you were on the college cross country team when you're like, oh, fuck. This is, I was good in high school, but man, everybody here was good in high school.
1: Yeah. Like when you have a roster of like five guys that are almost all breaking four minutes in a mile, that's pretty eye opening. <laughs> and I thought I was. Coming on, I'm like, yeah, I think I am I'm gonna be a miler. And the coach was like, No, like you're not gonna be a miler. Like you'll be lucky to run the really long distances. Like, let's let's stick with that and see where things take you. So you
0: get through a little bit of college and then was it was your first marathon after that?
1: Yeah, it's a good it's a good story because so you know, I'm living out in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I'm a New Jersey boy. Yeah. Um and uh, I signed up for the Oklahoma City Marathon because that's like the big marathon in the area. It's yeah. an amazing marathon for all those people out there. Even if you're an East Coaster, you should go check it out. It's a great event. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was training for that with a, like a post-collegiate kind of marathon group um, out of Oklahoma City. And I signed up for a uh, 50K in Arkansas a trail race. I was like, it was, it's called the White Rock 50K no fees, no frills, like no problems. Like it started at a cemetery, kind of creepy. Um, but it was like, you don't pay anything. You just show up and run. And I was like, well, if I can, uh, finish this like 50 K trail race, like I should be able to do a good fast marathon. <laughs> and so not knowing anything, you know, taking my <laughs> track and field background, I'm like, all right, let's just go and do this. And I ran with my bottle, my 18 ounce water bottle camelback. And I got Gatorade stocked to the gills and that thing. and, um, off I go up these hills in the mist, up in the Boston Mountains of Arkansas. Beautiful area, by the way. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, uh, fueled by eating a one banana at the turnaround and some M&Ms <laughs> and just a lot of Gatorade, I bonked really hard. Um, but I hiked up my big boy shorts and bring, brought it in and ran a course record. Ran like I think it was like 350 or so. Oh wow! And the best part is, and yeah. the best part. The best part was I finished this thing. And the next year I find out that they changed the course. So that course record will stand forever. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's the way that's (laughs) the way to look at it, Cole. No one will ever,
0: ever beat Cole Crosby's course record. That will be till the end of time, Cole. Etched in stone. That's how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I love I always love Cole when when people come on and they talk about their first ultra, and you know you, you talk to some of the elites and it's always funny. I, I remember Max King specifically. You're talking about how horrible that first fifty k was. And so many people will say it. it was horrible, horrible, horrible. And I bonked really hard. And then they'll say, but I still won. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you, you bonked really hard. I was expecting like, yeah, I ended up having to f- walk most of it in. It was like seven hours. But you set a course record. Did that give you a lot of confidence that maybe your thing was ultra running?
1: Uh, most definitely because I, at that time as well, I was getting into the shorter trail races, Mm -hmm. you know, a big idol of mine is Joe gray. Um, shout out to Joe, uh, USA snowshoe team member, Mm -hmm. um, a teammate of mine, good guy. And, uh, I mean, I was like, I'm going to be a mountain runner. That's what I thought. I'm living in Oklahoma. I'm from New Jersey. I'm going to run mountains. So when I graduated college, what did I do? for my graduation present, I gave myself a ticket uh, pretty much an entry into the Mount Washington road race. Oh, wow! come on Cole. You need to read up on stuff. You're running up like one of the tallest mountains in the whole, whole freaking East coast. You are out of your mind. Yeah. Um, you know, never being above 2000 feet elevation in my life. It's like, here we go. And, uh, that was an eye-opening experience. I like <laughs> to say that the White Rock 50K was a much better experience than the uh, Mount Washington Road Race, I can yeah. tell you that.
0: Was it because you you were maybe a little too cocky going into that Mount Washington Road Race? Like, guys, <laughs> first time I ran a 50K, I set a course record. This is going to be a piece of cake.
1: Pretty much, yeah. I was, uh, I was the, the young gun, and I was like, all right, I'm, I, I, I've been doing a lot of hill training. You know, Oklahoma does have rolling hills, so yeah. I was getting in some good um, hill training there, and, um, you know, after some of the recent successes, I felt like I had an, I didn't think I was going to win thing, but I thought I had a shot to, to, um, you know, make some noise out there on the mountain. Um, and I started that way. Um, little, little do I know that, um, you know, when they say it's one hill, I mean, it's not just one hill. It's one freaking mountain. Like, it, it never it, – once you start going up, you just you, you, you keep going up until you get to the top. It's like um, – yeah, so that was kind of a, a shock to the system. I
0: love um, that. But, but it, at some point, you know, you're probably going, damn, I'm not in Oklahoma anymore.
1: Pretty much. I'm like, oh, I can see Oklahoma from, from the top of the mountain where I'm at right now. Um <laughs> But yeah, so that was my that was my foray, and then I kind of got into more um, short distance kind of mountain events. Yeah. And what I what I found out was that I could handle elevation, but or uh, elevation gain, but mm-hmm. it, it had to be spread out. I yeah. felt like the the more the more it was spread out, the more variables I got thrown into the mix, the more that I was thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't have these like quads that are like the size of like an elephant's like head, you know, like I don't, I I don't go to the gym and just eat, you know, pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of protein. I just, I can't do it. I'm not built that way. Um, and so I kind of learned that, um, you know, the longer distance stuff was my calling.
0: You know, it's pretty amazing just to go through that progression and, and to start off so well and, and such a, and, and not ever really fall out of love with the sport, Cole, to just kind of always have this passion and, and continue. Um, one thing before we get into the, the adventure jog across New Jersey, when you were in Oklahoma and, and you're running cross country and your teammates found out you were from New Jersey, were they disappointed that you didn't talk like everybody in the movies from New Jersey talks
1: what are you talking about? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, most people, if I just talked to them, they would assume I was from like uh, like Tulsa, which is a pretty, you know yeah. one of the bigger cities in Oklahoma. I mean, um, you know, it was until I showed them my ID, and they they, beat, they would triple take. And at that time, the Jersey Shore was pretty popular, and you know, I like to say that I used to hang out with Snooki and and the whole the whole crew. You know, they 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 call me like um, you know the solution to the problem. You know, like. Um, yeah, I like I like to play that that uh, cameo. Definitely, I definitely uh, had a lot of uh, fun use of it during parties and stuff during college. Um, I definitely got my use out of it. <laughs>
0: Were they like, I'm really disappointed, Cole? You never say forget about it. You never, hmm. I've never heard you <laughs> once, once say that. It's it's so disappointing. Does that drive people from Jersey nuts? That people assume everywhere else in the United States, people assume that folks from New Jersey. Talk like Guido, the pimp. You know, <laughs> like
1: from Newark. That was true. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I won't, I won't say that you can't get that. Like, there's definitely people in New Jersey that um, talk that way. Um, they're, uh, you know, you, you can find them, but they're not. Not every New Jersey person is uh, is talking and walking that that lifestyle. <laughs> but you know, we can all dream. All right. What are some
0: of your favorite, what are some like hidden gems, Jersey ultra running wise that people need to, that live outside of Jersey need to, to look up and sign up for?
1: Ryan, you ask the best questions, man. Um, So, New Jersey, you know, I've I've been a a transplant for a while. So, you know, I lived in Oklahoma for school. I moved out to upstate New York and lived there for six years. Loved it up there, and then moved back to New Jersey. And I'm like, uh, New Jersey, like, uh, you know, I I was looking to get away when I was younger, right? Yeah. And coming back to it, it gave me an opportunity to really like rediscover new areas um, as well as just some of my old roots. Um, And what I'd say is. I grew up right on the Delaware Canal uh, Towpath. Mm-hmm. It's like a like a sandy, crushed kind of gravel trail, nice and flat, um, kind of like water on either side. Tons of wildlife. It's super peaceful. You get a lot of people that that use it, um, and uh, that's probably one of my true hidden gems that a lot of people do know about. But mm-hmm. it's like I, I, it's hard to find find that anywhere else besides like. Places that like where you know, Wardian kind of lives, like the CNO Canal, you yeah. know, like that's about the closest equivalent that you're going to get. Um, so, you know, things like that. I mean, there's the thing about New Jersey is that there's hidden gems all over the whole entire state. Um, I mean, it's virtually like there's like a strip mall, and then you got like state forest, and then you got like a highway, and then you got like houses. And so it's like everything is all like sectioned off in like random spots. And, like, some of the best-kept secrets um, are these places that are just like, is this a trail? Like, what is this? And you, you run on it, and you're like, holy crap, this is a whole nature preserve? Like, wh- where has this been my whole life? Like, I could run 14 miles without seeing the same trail again? Like, are you serious? This is New Jersey? Um, and that's, that's the thing that I really love. I mean, I don't get well, – a lot of big New Jersey trail runners live kind of in the northern part of the state. you got the Appalachian Trail. you got – much rockier, much more elevation. I mean, you got a lot of, you know, a lot greater uh, expansive natural areas. Um, where I live in Central Jersey, I mean, you know, there's those local parks that are like, the, like um, the Autumn Hills Nature Preserve. Like, I, I do tons of training in that preserve. It doesn't have a ton of miles, but it's like I can go out there, not see a single soul. I get some rocks, I get some roots, I get some elevation. I can go from, you know a whopping 124 feet above sea level to up to, you know, 500 feet above sea level and just keep repeating that and get some good repeats in. Um, It's nothing glamorous, but that's part of being a New Jersey runner is it's not glamorous, but we get the work done. Um, And that's a part of the reason why I wanted to run the state of New Jersey is to get some more street cred for us and for the East Coast.
0: Well, I think, no, that, that perfectly sums up the, the, the east coast I think beast coast running it's not pretty but we get the job done you know we don't have those those beautiful you know well-kept mountains like they do out west we've got a lot of crap you know we've got a lot of rocks and roots and just it's not glamorous but we get the job done. That could be the, the slogan for, for all of the Beast Coast. But I think you just roll with that. That'll be the Jersey trail running slogan. It's not glamorous, but, but we get the job done. So when does the idea pop up into your head like, you know what, I want to run across the state of New Jersey?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a progression. It's been, you know, I've been really working a lot on 50K, 50 mile, 100K. I've dabbled in 100 mile, and it's kind of – uh Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania runners, I love you guys, but man, I have not had good success in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, the 200 milers that I attempted were in Pennsylvania, both totally different styles, Eastern states, and the Pine Creek Challenge. And I both I didn't both of them, uh, one by injury and the one by just knuckleheadness, um, just not pacing right, and I right. wore the wrong size shorts. Long story. <laughs> wait, um, wait, how did you how did you wear the wrong size shorts? Did you wear the two inch
0: inseam and you needed the three?
1: No, no. I, I ordered a pair of shorts and I uh, thought they were a medium and they turned out that they were a large, like the, the manufacturer sent me a large. Right. And I didn't look at it. I just threw them on and I was like, why do they feel like they can't feel like basketball shorts? What the <laughs> heck is going on? Like, this feels weird. And I didn't really think of anything of it until like I get weird chafing and like, my legs are feeling funny and like everything just feels off. You know, eventually I end up dropping from the race. And it's until I get home to get ready to watch these dumb things, I look at the tag and I go, well, no freaking way. They're a size large. No wonder. I'm a medium. Cole, you may be the
0: first DNF by wrong size short.
1: Hey, I mean, if anyone wants to make me a trophy or a plaque, I will gladly take it. It will go in my trophy case at home.
0: Please, ultra sign up. Give Cole Crosby a trophy for the race he DNF'd because the shorts were the wrong size. Please, that needs to be a thing. First DNF by wrong short size. What was the manufacturer? Was it your fault? Did you order the wrong size, or did they send you the wrong size?
1: Um, I'm not sure, actually. I it could have been it could have been user error, honestly. Uh, maybe I was a couple white calls in. I don't know. I mean, honestly. Um, <laughs> It's, it, I'm kind of past that point at this time. I've realized I'm like, you know what? I got to pay more attention to these. <laughs> pay attention to the little things, buddy. Pay attention to the little things.
0: Is that like your philosophy? Are you kind of a seat of the pants runner, Cole, or are you a planner?
1: Um, Excel spreadsheets really tire me out, yeah. so I don't. I don't do Excel spreadsheets for races. Um, I do usually create a very comprehensive Word document just for like crew and stuff to like help out, and I tried to. Talk through things, but I mean, I've run enough. I feel like I've run enough ultra marathons. I've done over 30 of them. Mm-hmm. I've made a ton of mistakes. You know, I've been doing it since 2012, and I've I've had good successes, but I've also had like really epic, terrible event, uh you know results and whatnot. Um, where I've gotten my butt handed to me, and you know, I've taken those as learning experiences, and I've um told myself like, all right, I made this mistake, but I have to be adaptable. Like mm-hmm. ultra running, I think in many ways is it's it's kind of like You know, you're given a deck of cards and you got to play the hand as best as you can. And other cards are going to come out of that deck and into your hand. And you got to kind of like go with the flow and figure things out. You got to be a problem solver. You know, you got to be adaptable 100%. So, like, if you're so focused on like having a plan and the plan doesn't go according to plan, like, then what? Right? Like, I mean, I'm happy that I've necessarily haven't been in that spot to where I've been so focused on just a plan and then it doesn't go that way. And then I'm kind of like, uh, so I just like walk home now. Like, what do I do? Um, but you know, I definitely to to all those listeners out there, you know, for ultra running, I think we can all say that, um, you know, going with the flow, having it, having some guidelines, I think in place, and then going with the flow is is at least I know for me where I found the most success.
0: If you keep dropping knowledge bombs like this, Cole, the Adventure Jogger is no longer going to be a tertiary podcast. We may move up a couple of rankings in the, in the long, 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 long list of running podcasts. You may move us up, Cole. That would I'll send you a case of White Claws. You move us up into out of the tertiary category.
1: That would be awesome. Actually, this white claw is really good. This is, I think this is like my like maybe second time I've ever really had had white claw. What fl- um, what flavor
0: are you drinking right now? I'm
1: drinking a raspberry because oh. raspberries are like my favorite flavor.
0: Yeah, that's the that's the. Uh, Stafford likes the black cherry and the raspberry. Uh, my wife likes the the Mrs. Pluckerman likes the ruby grapefruit, which is great because I hate the ruby grapefruit. So when we get the variety pack, uh, she gets. She knows that I'm not going to touch those damn things. Um, There you go. But okay. So the run, you come up with this idea and you think about it for a while to do this run across New Jersey. When did it go from, this is something I want to do to something I'm going to do.
1: Yeah, it's a good story. Um, So a year ago, around the time I actually ran, ran this thing. So like, let's flashback 2020, January 9th. Mm -hmm. I sitting on my couch, um, trying to figure out, like, I'm getting ready to run the World Social Running Championships in Japan in, in the middle of February, super pumped about that, um, you know, training hard, and I'm looking on the internet, because the internet is great for finding information on stuff, right? That's And I'm true. like, man, like, I want to do, like, being in New Jersey, I want to do something, like, cool, like, I want to do something different, I wonder, you know, I'll, I see on FKT.com all these people are, like, running across states and stuff, mm-hmm. like, I wonder if anyone's actually, like, run across New Jersey, So, what do I do? I type it into Google. A person runs across New Jersey. Yeah. What do I find? Not really much of anything. It was like New Jersey governor and, you know, other stuff about the state. And then I find a documentary called uh, Running the New Jersey 184. So I go, okay, click on it. And boy, did I open up something pretty awesome, (laughs) right? So that documentary has. Three runners in there. Connie Gardner, one of them. Mm-hmm. She, she's amazing. Anthony Russo, Ryan Donnelly. And the three of those, it, it you know, chronicles um, kind of their whole preparation, leaning into this whole thing. Connie Gardner's kind of, she's kind of commits to pacing and kind of hanging on the side, but she's, she's kind of becomes the star of the thing because she finishes the whole damn thing. So before I even did this, like, she was pseudo, like, the record holder. You yeah. know? Um, and, uh, yes, I watched that documentary and was like, this is awesome. I was totally inspired. and was like, I have to do this. And that was when the preparation and the seed was planted in my head of saying, well, I I, want to do this at some point. Now I got to figure out when is the right time to do this. Mm -hmm. And I kind of stumbled upon kind of around January because I like cold weather. I'm a snowshoe runner. Um, I didn't want to deal with, I want to deal with as minimal traffic as possible. Yeah. And, you know, New Jersey being one of the densest states in the country, um, I wanted to pick a time where, like, especially finishing in Cape may that I'm not doing in the middle of summer where Cape may is a madhouse right. with, with people hanging out on the beach um, or the shore. Um, you politically correct for those, those Jerseyites out there? <laughs> um, you you and, want the situation uh,
0: not, not you know, to be there at the finish line.
1: Right. So, you know, I, I, I kind of stumbled upon doing it about a year from when that idea was kind of conceived Mm -hmm. and uh, the planning began and um, yeah. And, you know, and I ran, ran the thing and the rest is history, man. So
0: you kind of plan this before the pandemic hits, before everybody decided let's run across the state or let's go for an FKT. This was something that you're like, okay. And then the the timing kind of works out because really there was no races for a long time. And this could have been something to focus on.
1: Yeah. I mean, I looked at this, um, I wanted to, use, I picked uh, picked this time because it's also a good time. It's like right before my snowshoe, snowshoe running season really kicked off. Yeah. Um, so I felt like it would be a good, it just, every, everything kind of fit. And of course, given the current circumstances, it, it just, you know, it made even more sense and I felt more compelled to really commit to doing it. So
0: snowshoe running real quick, that's a sidetrack. That's an interesting sport altogether, too. And that's a—you talk about a niche sport. I don't think there's a snowshoe running podcast. There might be, like, Snowshoe Runner Nation, but there's not like nine thousand of them. How did you get involved in that?
1: Yeah, snowshoe running is uh, one of my favorite activities. Um, I like to say it's—I call it my secret sauce. It's the the, the the training I do in my off season mm-hmm. um, that helps prepare me for a whole season of ultra marathons. And every every time I go through a snowshoe season, I'm much, much stronger and more resilient um, than from the last uh, season. So, um, you know, I stumbled upon it. I reached out to a guy, uh, Chris Dunn, out of Assettock Racing in New Hampshire. He uh, was like, hey, I saw some videos about snowshoeing. you want to get into. It. I'm moving back out east. And, uh, you know, he told me, he's like, yeah, you should get some Dion snowshoes and uh, run some of our snowshoe races. And that's kind of how it started. I got – kind of latched on with athletic racing and I was living up to New York where it snows a lot and, uh, you know, near Syracuse. And I, uh, signed up for my first snowshoe race and really I crushed it. Like I was like, this sport is awesome. Like this is my, also my true calling. Like, um, and, uh, yeah, the, I mean, with that, I mean, I, uh, have been a snowshoe runner ever since 2012, uh, 2013. I mean, I've, um, Run in many national championships. Have placed fairly well, and uh, was lucky enough this uh, 2019 to make the national team and um, also be a national champion. Um, thank, thank you uh, to Cable, Wisconsin. You guys were great hosts. Um, shout out to them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was a national champion in the half marathon. So, so um, shoeing is really hard. It's comical. Like you would love it, Ryan. because yeah. It's like when they like on your market set go, you sound like you're clapping horses and it's kind of like that. Like you're kind of like trying to like figure, get your footing and like figure stuff out and the snow's flying everywhere. And like um, everyone's got the cowbells and you're just like trying to run as fast as you can, but you're also going kind of slow. Um, it's a real strength sport and uh, it's just, it's awesome. Like it's, it's so much fun. And I got to say, Props to snowshoe running because I feel like it is one of the most diverse endurance sports out there. You've got athletes that are Xterra world, world champions. You got athletes, you got road runners, you got mountain runners, you got real long ultra runners. You got trail runners. You got everybody in between. Um, you got North skiers. Like you got every discipline, like every, all those, all those athletes can do exceptionally well in snowshoe running. Um, and I feel like that's something very unique to the sport. Like, you're like, you know, Ryan, you're like, hey, Cole, you should try ski mountaineering. Um, I think the equipment's cool, but I don't think I would survive. Yeah. I don't think I'm made for ski mountaineering, but snowshoeing, yeah, I can handle that. Maybe like Olympic tubing, yes, I can handle that too. Um, well, Cole, so. uh, that, how did, like, see, so you're talking
0: about snowshoeing and all these different athletes from different disciplines all lacing up the snowshoes. What is the scene like? How do all those different athletes mesh together?
1: It it is a American melting pot. You know, it's like, it's really cool. Like it's a very tiny group of people. Um, Snowshoers are some of the nicest people I've ever met. Um, it's, It's kind of like a smaller version of, smaller niche version of trail running, very grassroots. Um, you know, the races are usually like 5k, 10k, like the main, the main competitive distance is 10k. Yeah. Um, It's, it's cool. It's just like, you know, you got a lot of international players. So you got a lot of, you know, athletes from Canada and Spain. And um, I mean, you name it, it's, it's it's really big in Europe um, and, and growing. And, uh, you know, uh, I like to be a good ambassador for, for this, for the sport here in the United States. I mean, um so for all those that are interested like feel free to reach out to me because snowshoeing definitely changed my running big time and I think it could for you as well.
0: That's awesome. Uh, that, that, that's a rabbit hole I want to go down even though honestly Cole I there's no snowshoeing uh, going on down in Tennessee. If we get snow it's a big deal and it like shuts down the whole state. Like you if you saw the amount of snow Cole it would take to close the schools down for a week you'd be like my god. How, how did you people survive this long? It's an entire, because yeah. without any, we have like one plow for the entire county. And it's just, it's just not equipped to handle the snow because we never ever get it. So there wouldn't be any, any snowshoeing courses, but that's a rabbit hole. I, I definitely uh, need to wind down. Okay. Let's talk about the big run, the run across New Jersey, like run us, th- run us through this. What was your, you know, let's just go from the start. Give us the whole experience, Cole.
1: Um, It was hard. It was epic, and I unleashed the beast. That is (laughs) that is the 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 whole synopsis of the whole experience in many ways. And New Jersey rocked, and everyone was super generous and incredible. Um, But to go into more detail, I mean, um, you know, the the week out, I mean, I got had New Jersey media reach out, kind of got wind of stuff from social media posts. it was crazy, Ryan. Right? Let me tell you. Like I've, I never expected this thing to get as big as it did. Um, and I couldn't sleep the night before. Started at 2 a.m. up at, up at the monument, right? Yeah. So like, um, I, I on Friday night there's an article published by NewJersey.com, and um, I had so many people reaching out, which was awesome. But I just I couldn't be in that frame of mind to just write write to everybody. And I got to give my wife mad props some credit because she was there on the front lines, like, trying to respond to people and tell me, you know, tell them where my location is going to be and follow this link and all that stuff in Strava and, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, as soon as I get up there and it's like, all right, it's cold, it's four degrees, I'm freezing my ass off, like, let's just get this going. Um I can't find my phone. I'm like I'm using my phone for the whole tracking purpose of the Strava beacon. I'm like what's going on? And uh I finally find it and I can't feel my hands. Onion Market said go. It's 158. Let's do it. And yeah. all, once I go like the nerves kind of like just wash away. And um I did have one negative thought the whole time. Um as I'm going down the hill, you know, uh I mean you're descending off like a 1800 foot like mountain i guess yeah um i i have that thought i'm like oh my legs don't feel so good right now it's only been like three miles i'm like uh this might be a long run i'm like but I, it was crazy because you know my goal was to run between like 10 and 11 minute miles for yeah. most of it but i would call it uh, some of the some of the New Jersey runners know uh i would my phrase is money in the bank anytime that i was having a split under that like 12 you know i'm shooting for 40 hours but any split under you know, like 12. 12 minutes and 20 seconds a mile. I'm like, that's money in the bank. That's what I need. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was really cool cause I didn't really know who was going to come out. You know, we kind of, it's the middle of a pandemic. So like we, right. we said, if you want to come out and help support, it'd be much appreciated, but make sure to adhere to social distancing and all that kind of stuff, wear a mask, do all the right things. And, uh, five miles into it. Um, there's, like a cheering squad and I see them with all lit up and people are honking their horns. I'm in the middle, middle of Northern Jersey and I get three guys that run with me and they, they get me company. And I was like, this sets the tone. Like this, this is awesome. This run is going to be something way bigger than I ever expected. Um, And, you know, the whole experience was just so humbling and like, it was just so like empowering, you know, just, I mean, these are strangers and they're, they're, coming out at like three in the morning to run with me. Like I'm just a random dude. Like what the heck? Like, this is crazy. This, right. is, this is the running community, right? This is ultra running. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, the rest of it, once, once I kind of went past, once those guys kind of dumped off, I was kind of on my own for a while. Um, and I must say this course it is a relentless and hard course. There's way more Hills than you could ever imagine. Um, it's, um, Difficult to navigate, but it's got a little bit of everything, and it, it showcases New Jersey, and I think in a really, really great way. Um, is it roads it, it or is it trails? Of, cool. It's primarily it's primarily road. There okay. are some trail sections to gotcha. it. There are some cool dirt road sections in the Pine Barrens and um, up near Ben Benminster, mm-hmm. um, which I am very familiar with. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of a hodgepodge of things, but it's primarily road. Uh, probably like let's say ninety percent road. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, it was epic. I mean to to talk all about 200, 200 mile experience, I mean it's near impossible. Um because there's so many things that happen, so many highlights, so many lowlights. Um but an all in all like it was it was incredible. And what I can say is that, you know, as I worked my way down through places I was more familiar with, you know, I grew up in your Princeton, New Jersey. So yeah. Princeton, New Jersey was close to the halfway point and I'm like I just got to get to the halfway point. Yeah. Like, there's going to be a ton of people there. My family's going to be there. Everyone's going to be cheering. Like, you know, I had my wife and my wife in a support vehicle help me along the way. Um, so she did a great job. She did my social media. And just seeing, like, like families on the side of the road with, like, signs with my name and, like, kids with cowbells, like, cheering and stuff. And, like, I mean, talk about an uh, uplifting experience. I mean, I, I did this because... Ultimately, like, I wanted to inspire, you know, future future runners out there, future kids that are like, if this guy could do this and he just worked his butt off, like, maybe one day I could do something crazy and cool. Maybe, maybe I'm the first woman to run around the whole, like, Antarctic or something or, you know, who knows? Like, I, I just wanted to create a spark, you know, like a spark, like be a positive influence, be a positive light, something that can really – like it may not seem like it it's, it's a big impact right now, but I just hope that um you know I did the right thing and, um, and inspires inspires others right so you know yeah i mean that's that's the extent yeah um, i mean it. we can we can go into like what was like the nitty gritty like the hardest parts of stuff, but I mean ultimately i mean i felt I felt pretty bad, I felt like my legs felt like they needed to be chop off, like they were pretty. <laughs> broken like even from the get-go um but where i was in my headspace i had getting to the lighthouse getting to cape may that was my only option i I had to whatever was going to come my way i'm going to survive it i'm going to survive i'm going to get to that lighthouse because that is that is my one sole goal i don't care how many miles i've run so far my goal is cape may get to the finish
0: You know, Cole, I was going to ask you because you're talking about being nervous, you know, the the night before and not being able to sleep, you know, because you're all of a sudden you've got all this media reaching, reaching out to you. And I was going to ask you, you know, do you almost regret, you know, putting it out there that you were going to do it when you just could have done it on your own and and there's no pressure. But the interesting thing as you went on and talked about how people really rallied around this, it's, it's something where the stars align, right? There's a slow news cycle where, you know, if there's a lot of things going on, you get a press release about someone running across the state of New Jersey. If there's 10 or 15 other stories, you just you don't have time to get to that. And so it kind of it goes by the wayside. Your story hits at the right time and, and, and it gets to it gets to go viral and gets people excited. It, it, it was really just luck and grace that you were able to make this thing bigger than it probably would have been. Uh just a, just for regular running, and it actually inspired people having people like sit outside their house with signs that had to be a very surreal moment to see regular people who saw you on the on the six o'clock news like taking a part of their day to make a sign for you
1: yeah i mean it was it was the fuel to the fire that I needed, you know like um when I look back on the experience like I I don't regret a single thing like, yeah, I was nervous. I didn't sleep at all. Like I came into it really, I would say fairly sleep deprived to begin with. Yeah. And I got even more sleep deprived, but, um, I mean, just the, the support from, from everyone in New Jersey was, and not, not even just New Jersey. Like I had people from Oklahoma following me and like, there's people from that when I ran the snowshoe championships in Japan that were following and like, (laughs) here, here I am as little blue dot on, on a Strava beacon. And it it felt like at the moment it almost felt like the world was just fixated on that little dot. And like, uh, you know, people were just, they had, they had my back and like, I mean, the generosity of people, like people were dropping off, like my favorite black forest gummy bears and Dr. Pepper and like Cinnabon cinnamon rolls. Like, the, the the one person that drove like halfway to New York just to get me Cinnabon cinnamon rolls. I love you. Like, I mean, those, those, it's and that that's also running in a nutshell. Like those little gestures and moves, like they were pivotal, like moves in, in this, this game of chess of running 200 miles across New Jersey, that like helped me get me over the edge because my body wasn't feeling that good. Like, I mean, when I got to the halfway point, like I was beat up, I was like, I felt like I was, uh, you know, in the final round of a boxing match. Like I had the birds swimming around my head. Like I'm like, how the heck am I going to get through the night? But you know, I've had these glimpses of of being able to really pull within myself in a lot of different events. I mean, running Hellgate last year. Like I all I focused on was just to survive the night, and like I didn't care what place I was in. Like that race was crazy because it was like, I was fighting all hyperthermia. It was like freezing rain and all this, all these crazy environmental variables. And like, I almost fell off the side of the road because it was full of ice. Yeah, I almost fell down 600 foot, 600 feet and I, a little tree branch I held on for dear life to save myself. And I was like, Whoa, that could have been bad. And, uh, you know, just moments where I was able to kind of like, just pull something out from inside of me. And I, I chose this run because, I know, I know, I have something out there that's special. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like there's something inside of me that's like, it's, it's like this, like survival and in, primal instinct or whatever it is. That's like, it, it's only been slightly unhinged. It hasn't been fully released. And I wanted to get myself in the rawest sense to where I could really just like push beyond any any levels of limitation I've ever experienced in any race or event in my life, and. I mean, I, I did it with, with, you know, like, all the stars you could get. Like, yeah. I mean, it was like a, a standing ovation. I mean, it was crazy. I, 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 I look back, and I'm like, I, honestly, I don't know how I ran 200 miles, I, but I did it. And it was just like, maybe it's a mental thing. Like, I, I felt like I was in a really great headspace. Like, I didn't think anything negative. Like, I was a survivor. That's, that was really the story in my head was, like, no matter what comes in my way, like, I'm going to be one step better than what my circumstances are um, just because, like, I'm going to take care of myself. Like, I had a moment in the run where – my running tight was like clasped against my compression calf sleeve, and it had shifted yeah. up and it had cut circulation off my foot. Yeah. And I look at my I look at my calf, and it's swollen up to the size of a beach ball. and I'm like, <laughs> oh, that's not good. Is right. that supposed like, to do that? Um, let me. I'm and I'm stopping on the side of the road trying to get the zipper off, and I finally finally get it, and all of a sudden I feel that rush of blood, and I was like, no wonder I was feeling so lightheaded. Like I was cutting off such circulation <laughs> to me. And, and as my wife and my dad come by, I'm like. Oh my goodness. Like that could have been the end of my run. Right. Like, that could like, that, and, and there was moments like that the whole entire time. Like I fought hyper, hypernatremia. Like I took in too much salt and I had to counter, counterbalance that because of the colder weather. Um, you know, I had a moment after a hundred mile a hundred and, um, 140, 150 or so. And I had this awesome pacer, Kurt, love you, Kurt. You were like my angel, man. Um, and I became delirious and I thought that this run had like become so big that like governor Murphy was going to like call me on my cell phone <laughs> at any moment and say, Hey, I don't, I don't recommend you running the state of New Jersey, but I, I praise you knucklehead. You're almost done. <laughs> and I, I mean, like I had this, like, I, I thought it was funny. I kept thinking like it was deja vu. Like I would yeah. come up to a road crossing and like I'd been here before already and um, Kurt and like my family, they would look at me and be like, um, "No, you haven't been here before, but you're okay." No, and, and then Kurt would be like, "No, trust me, man. I'm I, like, I I know everything you're about here." I'm like, "Uh, yeah, okay, I'll trust you. Yeah, you, you haven't you haven't let me wrong so far, but this seems kind of strange, you know?" Right. And uh, I was like that in like this like cloud of like being delirious for probably like 20 miles. Like it was hours it it only felt like minutes but it was hours and then it wasn't until i was 15 miles away to where i had enough food in me i had enough water my system kind of reset uh, i came off that kind of like high and i yeah. was like oh i'm really sorry everybody i don't know what got <laughs> in into me um and that was that was sleep deprivation that was pushing my body to a physical level that i've never pushed before i mean heck like the hardest, hardest part of this whole thing, Ryan, was yeah. the night stretch, right? Like near the 24 hour mark. I hadn't sla- I slept a little bit in Bordentown mm-hmm. um, like 30 minutes, and then um, it's three am. I'm on 206. It's like a 30 mile long like desolate stretch it's, um, it's flat, but it's like it, it, it's like a, it's like an urban wasteland. it felt like. Um, I was like the only person out there, and my body was really struggling. I could hardly stay awake. And what do I do? This is what Beast Coast running is all about. I whip out my trekking poles. That's right, my trekking poles. Yeah. And I start kind of like Nordic skiing, like go skating, like with two hands, just like trying to get my legs to go right through the middle of them. And I just focus on that for like miles and miles and miles. And it was until um, the nighttime where like once, or until the daytime, once the sun came up, like I was a new man. Like I was like, my wife's like, you should take a nap. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. And she's like, you're going you're going kind of slow. And that was a spark to light another fire under my butt. I'm mm. like, I'm not going slow. <laughs> I'm like, at my <laughs> slowest, I was doing 15-minute miles. Like, most people, when they walk, they walk maybe 18 or 20. And I was right. like, money in the bank, right? Like, if I'm really struggling, like, I'm still pushing myself at my worst at a level that's still really good. You know, like, okay, it's not 12-minute mile, but, like, I'm – at my, at my lowest, I'm doing 15 minute miles with trekking poles, like almost falling asleep on the side of the road. Like, okay, I can live with that. Um, and once the daylight came and I made it to Hamilton, which is this full pine barren town. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was game on baby. And I don't know what got into me, but like, I was like, I kind of got this, like, like I got feisty, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, my wife's going to tell me I'm slow. I'm like, I'm not slow. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to run this whole state of New Jersey, man. Like, I got this. And I'm running up all these hills in the Pine Barrens, and I'm just like, man, these hills freaking suck. But it's like, oh, oh, you're telling me they're downhill? No, they're not downhill. They're uphill. They're uphill. And she was, like, playing playing with me, playing with my mind, you know, and it's just fired me up even more. And I'm just, like, trotting along, like, 10, 11-minute mile going up these hills. And um, And then when Kurt – Kurt was like the superstar pacer that came at the opportune moment mm-hmm. when I was um, coming off of that whole kind of stretch. And, yeah. you know, he ran with me for like 30, 40 miles down to like the last 15 and uh, leading into Cape May. And I mean, if it wasn't for him, like I'd still be running, I'd still be running in the pine barrens. <laughs> like now, like you'd be like, uh, where's Cole? Where's the spot tracker. Oh, he's over there. And that's the other thing that was exciting about this whole experience was mm-hmm. like, people were fixated on me on this blue dot. Right. Right. And, after it was like after like 30 hours, the um, the Strava beacon stopped working and people were like blowing up. Like, uh, like you know, my wife at this point, she's been doing such a great job, she hardly even slept either. Like, we both slept a combined like four hours, maybe, yeah, in total between the two of us. And she's like dropping pins for people because they're like, Did he finish? Like, where is he? Is he lost? Like, what happened? <laughs> and it created a whole lot of extra excitement. It's like oh my God, no, you know, and um, it was just so, so freaking cool. Like just all the people that came out, the whole thing, like, you know, personally for me, I, I felt like I pushed myself to a level unlike any other. I mean, heck, I mean, I guess that in my recovery, I got, I sustained a slight muscle tear in my leg Okay. and who, who knows, who knows when that happened. Yeah, exactly. I could have ran 60 miles with that thing and I don't care. Like I was I was in the zone, man. Like, um, and I, I was, I was, a, I was coal unleashed. Like, you know that Django and Chain movie. I was right. coal unleashed.
0: <laughs> I like that Cole unleashed. Okay, lowest point of your entire adventure jog across New Jersey.
1: Well, the lowest point had to be um, going across two hundred six when I had to take that second nap at three a.m. I mean. Um, that stretch, and then after that, I mean, I had to go to the bathroom for so long, and um, between us, like, uh, I went to a bunch of gas stations, and they, I think they looked at me kind of funny, and I told them, like, yeah, I'm running across the state of New Jersey, and they're like, "Um, "Our bathroom's closed, sorry, go to the next Wawa, go to the next place.
2: Oh, wow. And I kept going,
1: and I wasted wasted a lot of time um, doing that, and then I just ended up going in the woods, so...
0: You know, oh, okay.
1: It to, it to some trees. But, yeah, exactly. Um,
0: Listen, Wawas, when a guy looks like Cole Crosby and dressed like a runner and says he's running across the state of New Jersey and needs to use the bathroom, you let him use the bathroom.
1: I mean, I'm clean. I had baby wipes. Like, come on, now. Yes.
0: Like, yes. Someone found a big pile of of Cole Crosby in their yard because the Wawa wouldn't let you use your use the, the you know the facilities for your business.
1: Well, it was all by the woods, so if anyone's going hunting around there, I'm sorry. Just watch out for those cow pies, all right? The coal, coal cow pies. The coal pies. Um, watch out for those coal, coal pie, pies, everybody.
0: Right. Um, what about the highest moment?
1: Um, oh, man. I mean, the highest moment was start starting all the way up at High Point because that really was the highest point, right? But, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I think. The way I look at it is, the whole experience was, was the highest point. It was it was a transformational experience for me, um, and it, it was like a crescendo. It just got better. Like even though, even that though it got harder, it got better and better and better as I went along. Like it was just you you could just feel the momentum and the and the excitement and anticipation building. And I wish I could say that it was it was the finish. Like the finish was awesome. Yeah. Um. Just this that moment of being like, I did it. Holy crap. Um, but I was in such a hurt locker those last fifteen miles like thank you to um to everyone that um you know helped pace me and like helped get me through that whole whole part because I wanted to talk I wanted to like just take it in but i was I was running on fumes and fumes and fumes, and I just I just had to get to the finish like I, and i they all knew I was like, guys, I love you, I wish I could talk more but I don't know if I can keep running like this anymore. Like I just, I just got to keep pushing Yeah. and push. I did. you know, I was still running 10, 11 minute miles um, into the finish. So um, it was, that was probably probably the high point. And then being able to have a nice dinner and uh, hang out in Cape May, wake up the next morning, completely wrecked, walking, walking over to this really cute coffee shop and just start starting to kind of like start to soak things in and be like, Oh my god, like two days ago, like I started this crazy adventure. Wearing wearing joggers, mind you. Joggy joggers. Yes. That's right.
0: Got by the way, adventure jogger joggers on the adventure dot com. Go to the gear section if you want to get some sweet ass adventure jogger sweatpants. Um what what's one thing that you learned about yourself that maybe you didn't know before during this whole ordeal?
1: Um, I got I got a lot left in the tank. You know, I think For me, I'm. uh, I think I have. I have. I've been really working on this for a long time, and I think I. I have an iron will. I have a really strong mental faculty. Like I, always knew that. Like I, you know, when when the going gets tough, like I just keep going. Mm -hmm. And um, this run really pressured me and challenged me from all angles. Like the sleep deprivation, I never experienced that before at that level, and it was debilitating. And how I accepted it and just fought through that and like was just like at peace with everything. And, um, just knew that I, I like, if I, if I was going to be able to just keep moving, like it, I, I told this to many that it wasn't a matter of, of if it was a matter of when, yeah. like I, I knew I would get to that lighthouse. I knew it. I felt it in my heart. I felt it in my soul and I was going to do everything. As long as I was moving upright, like I felt like that was a victory in itself. And my body never failed me to the point where I, I couldn't keep taking one one foot in front of the other. And uh, that was that was kind of like that little little moment of being like, yes. Like, my body didn't just say, like, screw you, you're done. I'm just falling asleep right here in a pile of mush. Like, it was like, we got this. We can just not go that fast, but we got this. We can keep going. So what's next, Cole,
0: after you've done this, after you've proven to yourself that you can go much farther than you thought possible... Where's the old brain going now? And what have you been looking up on ultra signup?
1: Yes, sir. Um, so for me, like the reason why I wanted to do this run is that, you know, there's this really fast guy in Savannah, Georgia. Um, you know, his, his last name might be Reagan. <laughs> it for a brand who's, Hoka. who's bearded. And, who's
0: beardless now. He's just got a mustache.
1: Yeah. Oh, the mustache. Um, you know, he's, he's a pretty, pretty cool dude. Pretty fast dude. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've had this dream. I I want to run Spartathlon really bad, and Mm -hmm. I want to get myself to a level where, you know, a a guy like a a Zach Bitter and a a Reagan, and you know, I want to be in that conversation of being able to go out and maybe like challenge for like some USA positioning at the top of the podium for a run like that. Um, And so, running New Jersey was, you know, more than double the distance than I've ever run before.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. What it showed me is that. I'm just at the at the very beginning. Um, you know, I ultimately I, I see a new frontier in ultra running. Um, you know, I talked to uh, Ryan Thorpe uh, about this when we were running together, and you know, ultimately for for me, like running in the cold doesn't bother me. Uh, I want to I want to push myself in some of the most extreme environments. You know, I've, when I first got into trail running, ultra running, I was captivated by the Four Deserts race series from Racing the Planet. Yeah. Uh, multi day, multi day stage racing. I want to do I want to do some of that. Um, you know, I, I I want to push myself maybe like a marathon de Saab. Um You know, if I can eventually get into Western states, that'd be cool. But that but that's not my my main forte. Yeah. I think I want to do some of these Arctic ultras. There's like. Uh, the Yukon Arctic Ultra. I want to run the Iditarod. Mm-hmm. I know you had that guest on um, yeah. last week that talked about that. I mean, yeah, Rob Younger. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to combine mental will and grit with speed and endurance, and I think that's the next level. Like after Jim's, Jim Jim Walmsley's, like won everything in the whole freaking universe. Like, yeah. What is he gonna do next? Like, let's let's get let's get, let's put foot speed into some of these crazy endurance events. And see what happens. Like run, run Arrowhead. Get a Jim Walmsley and run Arrowhead and see what happens. Like, like that's that's what I want to. I, I hope that that could be the new wave of of athletes starting to to combine different elements of you know what they've done their whole careers and, and try something different that's like just mind blowing. Um, so you know I want to want to do those kind of events. I want to be a part of that and hopefully inspires others to to follow suit.
0: Good stuff, Cole Crosby. I have a feeling we're gonna hear a lot about you from you in the future. Thanks for coming on the adventure jogger, man.
1: This was awesome. And what am I gonna do after I get off of this is I'm gonna go onto your website and I'm gonna buy some jogger pants. (laughs) Cole Crosby, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, everybody. Go Beast Coast, baby.